Hi, my name is Charlotte. I'm Ashlyn and this is Les Talk, where we talk about all things gay. Hello, my name is Charlotte. I'm Ashlyn and this is Les Talk. If you can't hear by the deflation in our voices, this is probably like the sixth time of us recording it because I've just noticed the microphone wasn't plugged in. That's um, awkward. So welcome to the podcast. We're really professional here. We take it very professionally. As you can tell. Don't even try question that um, because I'll be coming for you. <laughs> so basically, if you don't know who we are already, we run an online platform called Unite UK, which is basically an LGBTQ plus platform that looks at covering everything... All things gay, gay really. really. Yeah, like we, we really try amplify the voices of queer people and from around the globe as well and i think that's really important as queer people that we use our privilege in certain elements to really uplift others the whole community like we're both lesbians so we talk a lot about experiences that affect us as feminine lesbians but as well as that we try to share experiences of others who we can't actually relate to yeah so we let give them a space to share their voice and show their journeys of what they've gone through so enough about unite uk yes fuck that (laughs) i'm joking (laughs) honestly unite uk has helped me grow as an individual so if you are a reader from unite uk or you follow us online thank you so much for the support you have given us for the last two years like this isn't us neglecting it this is just us Try, yeah. And, yeah and trying to like really make a career from it too and really try become a voice for the community because i think sometimes we allow people who aren't in the community become the voices for us or yeah. big organizations become a like I, a I spokesperson look, yeah for so our like community. the bbc like they are an amazing organization i've worked for them i've been on their platform but they're not run by queer people so it's really a queer platform for queer people i mean it is up to people like us to do this work yeah exactly and, and put the voices out there because we, we can't expect anyone else to do it for us if we want to make a difference we need to do that sometimes if you want change you gotta be the change preach so, it two minutes in it's really deep and this is what the podcast is gonna be like we're just deep individuals aren't we so deep so deep <laughs> so basically my name is charlotte we've already covered yeah this, but, but i'm just reintroducing and ashen is originally from ireland if you can yes. hear the accent Although I've been told my accent has been diluted since I moved to the UK, which I'm really, really unhappy about. Yeah, so I'm trying to teach Ashlyn her Irish again. So if if you want a bit of an insight into our lives, one second. Ashlyn? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Say potato. No. No. (laughs) What a great stereotype. You know no one in Ireland pronounces potato the way that you're all thinking it right now. Yeah, so... I'm not going to do it, but we all know how we're thinking, how potato <laughs> sounds. And just between me and you, it's really disappointing when she doesn't say potato. Yeah, we don't go around screaming potato in high-pitched voices. I'm really sorry to let you all down, but it's, God, it's just a myth. Everyone's literally like clicking off this podcast already. You literally <laughs> do it for the listeners. <laughs> so basically, Ashlyn and myself have, have very different coming out experiences. So Ashlyn... Tell me, tell me how it was like coming out in Ireland. What was it like, babe? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So basically, I think most people would probably know Irish people are very open to many, many things. Most people don't know that because Ireland is very Catholic. So most people don't. Most people would think Ireland is more of a 
Well, yeah, I mean, now that you say that, that is that is a good point. Thank but you. where I'm from, thankfully, Thank everyone was very open-minded. I never really had to worry about coming out. I always knew that no one would have an issue. And when I did come out, it, it was like it didn't really need to be declared at all. So yeah. I had a really, really positive experience. But I know you weren't as lucky as me. So me, Charlotte, I'm from the UK. I'm south of Birmingham. I, I'm somewhere around Birmingham. I don't know if I'm south, north or west. Somewhere or even east. Oh, wow. But <laughs> I'm near Birmingham. Um, and basically, I'm from a little village and everyone knows everyone. Everyone from Wombourne goes to the same high school. And so I came out to my closest best friend. Still good friends with her today. I love her to pieces and unfortunately we were in a friendship group with a girl who weren't so much good friends well we were friends at the time i thought um and basically i told them i would get was gay because ashton was coming over for my 18th and i couldn't really like get around the fact that this girl was traveling to ireland for my 18th just a friend just a friend we're just friends um, so basically I told them what was going on and the next week a lot of people found out that I was with Ashlyn and I was identifying as gay and it kind of made me lose trust in the people around me. Naturally, yeah. Um, and I really distanced myself from my friendship group because obviously I couldn't trust anyone and I know now, sorry burped, looking back at it I should have really kept that contact with my best friend because obviously we're still friends now and she she may even listen to this and I still love you girl but it was like I distanced myself because of that because I didn't want anyone talking yeah, about yeah. it and I mean in little villages gossip travels fast yeah so my coming out experience was tainted by people talking about me um and I took it to heart because you at that age when I was 18 you want to be like like you want to be on you want to be the cool kid like and being gay at 18 isn't isn't cool like yeah, it really I mean, isn't cool really like, I think what happened in that situation unfortunately was you weren't actually ready to come out no. but you were in a way kind of forced to not not because of me yeah. but because we had sort of started this relationship and it's not something you can exactly hide when you're dating a girl you can't keep that under no because you know. like at 18 like you're still you're still very young and I think we were naive to think that oh like at 18 we know we yeah. know everything and looking back now it's quite funny to think girl you didn't know anything yeah but looking back at, as a 22-year-old, looking at my 18-year-old self, I knew I was gay, and I knew there, were, there was no boy that was going to convince me I was not gay. And sadly, my ex-boyfriend at the time, sorry for hurting you, but I was just, I was gay, and that was me. But at 18, I could not admit that to myself. Yeah. And at 19, 20, 21, I could still not. Yeah. Admit, it's only been this year at 22 I can finally say, like, oh she's gay yeah. and like I love with, it with pride and with confidence yeah with pride and not, not give a shit about what people think but yeah. it's at 18 you worry about what pe- well I personally worried about what people would say to me and I just didn't I honestly did not want to be gay at 18 yeah. I didn't want to be the outcast I didn't want to be something that people spoke about and that's that's the problem because I was no different it was just the fact that I was with you that made yeah. me different and being gay should not make you different and that that's yeah. what pisses me off about society on well on i whole. mean better late than never like now you need to be proud of how far you have come yes very and, true i mean going through that with you struggling to accept yourself it did 
take a bit of a toll on our relationship for sure a hundred percent so basically like two years into mine and ash's relationship so like two years in you'd think would be pretty stable i mean at this stage i had i had actually moved country so we weren't long distance anymore yeah. i had moved to the uk and i'd started going to uni but two years in we went through a bit of a rough patch and, and we broke up and it, it mainly was because of me i admit it <laughs> although at the time like you did you were just confused and you thought it was me so that's why the relationship was kind of yeah, ended so basically no hard feelings no hard feelings <laughs> you, it's so funny because ashley's my ex but also my girlfriend but like i i called it off for me and ashley because i had so much hate to within the fa- yourself yeah, to, i hated the fact i was gay even two years into a relationship with ashlyn and i hated the fact that i was in a same-sex relationship and I just thought, if I broke it off with Ashlyn and I spoke to a guy, it would be ma- easier. Maybe something will like relight in me, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm straight now. Like, or yeah. like, I just, I just didn't want to be me at that point in my life. And it's really sad to think back at it now. Like looking back at myself, like it's actually yeah. quite. It is really sad. It, to it, think like that I'm feeling a bit like emotional. Yeah, but it's just like. You you don't expect to feel so much hate towards yourself mm-hmm. for being in a gay relationship, and then when you do, you're like, and it's Shit, such a shame like, because like we obviously I know that we were happy and we were in a good place, but that's as big a toll as that can take on you is that you actually sabotage that yourself because yeah. you can't accept that. And like, so me and Ashlyn broke up for a month. It was only a month, but yeah. it was it was a horrible. It was for a me long month because I was like what what does this mean like I'm not I was speaking to a guy fully admit speaking to him and I was like I feel nothing towards you like I'm really forcing myself to speak to you and I'm like I was thinking why am I like why am I doing this when I'm so happy with Ashlyn like why am I putting myself through this and it was simply because I I couldn't I couldn't accept it and looking back at it now I wish how old would I have been? 19, 20? Um, 20. Yeah, I wish 20-year-old me would have thought, grow the fuck up. Yeah. But I started late in life, so I was a late bloomer. I fully accept that. I, like, didn't have sex until I was, like, 18. Well, yeah. So, like, most people... Not saying most people... But well, there's nothing wrong with that no, at all. No, there's nothing wrong with that at all, but... Most people have sex at like 15, 16. And I yeah. was like, I wasn't sexually active till I was 18. So I... Active. active <laughs> I was just so active. Um, so I like really struggled at like understanding the world. And I still now find it hard to navigate. But I'm so happy like I've yeah, got you yeah. by my side. Yeah, always. And I think like this year I've fully took it in my stride and was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, speaking in perspective of our relationship in terms of what happened i think we're in the best possible place right now yeah like mostly because of how much you've learned to accept yourself it's it's yeah. really made a positive impact on and us it, it also like is a shame that someone's guilt and how society makes you can actually impact you so much and it's like i think it's important anyone listening to this right now and you're in a relationship or you want to get into a relationship but you feel so much guilt if that person actually truly loves you, like Ashlyn obviously loves me because she's still with me now. Wow. Well, four, four and a half years down the line. <laughs> but it's like, if that person actually cares for you, they're going to help you through this. Like, if I wasn't with Ashlyn, I probably would be with a boy right now. And like, unhappy and unhappy, still fighting within yourself. But I would be with a boy because of the situation, environment I live in. 
But I'm so glad I'm not with a boy. Sorry, boys. So am I. I honestly, <laughs> sometimes I think to myself, could I be straight? And I just feel sick. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to get into it just in case <laughs> certain people listen. So basically, I'm very aware that people from my village are going to listen to this. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Hello. Because he- hello <laughs> to the people of Wombourne. How are you doing? <laughs> Haven't seen you from school. It's been about six years, but hello. <laughs> um, but I know people are going to listen. So I don't want to delve into too, too much. much. But basically, it got to the point where I was feeling ill at the thought of a sex with a boy yeah and it was it's a turning point isn't it's it? it's a turning point you're like oh geez i actually am gay yeah, like, what was your turn- turning point like mine was you know what mine was oh, i know what yours <laughs> yeah. is so what was your point in like oh shit i'm gay you know what i never really had a turning point you kid- no come on you must have had a turning point we never actually spoke about this what made you think you were gay or like what made you realize you were gay it's a bit of a tricky one. I mean, from Did a young you age, me? no. <laughs> from a young age, like when you're in school, you obviously start naturally. You're kind of forced into talking to boys and having experiences with people. Um, and I did that. Like I'm not hands up. Like I did have experiences. You spoke to boys. <laughs> I did have experiences with boys, and like it was, it was never like anything that I really was into. Obviously, now that I'm gay, clearly. Yeah, but um, I I originally did come out as bisexual, and at the time I thought I was. Yeah. But naturally, with society, you kind of reared to talk to the opposite sex and explore that avenue of things. But I never really had a turning point. It just kind of gradually was there for me because yeah. from a young age, I always did think that I was attracted to both boys and girls. I think I think that's important, like to realize that we're not like people like human beings we are taught that you've got to go for a boy but i think if we weren't taught like oh go with that boy i think we would be so much like sexually fluid you know yeah much more open and comfortable to explore and i think sometimes like i i spoke to people at work about this but women are so more open to exploring their sexuality to men because Definitely. of the because of the stigma because if a man says he's bisexual he's gay literally and it's women are so more open to how i just hit my elbow but women are so much open to exploring that other side of them but, but at the same time but, yes i shouldn't get that button <laughs> on the topic of when men say they're bi they're considered just to be gay when a woman says they're bisexual you just people just think that they're actually straight and they're just having a bit of fun and it's just a trend and this this is something me and ashton speak about quite a lot so if you don't follow us on social media and you have no idea who we are and you're new to us firstly hello but secondly (laughs) we talk about the sexualization of queer women and this is something that me and ashton have both personally experienced obviously in london there was a horrific attack on two queer women and people aren't talking about how queer women are being objectified and sexualized and a bisexual woman so our friend who's actually ashton's friend from ireland yes hey girl hey girl we're not going to name names unless you want us to but (laughs) we we have spoken to her about it and she get her bisexuality is judged so much because she's with a guy who's also my best friend also <laughs> plug here Ashlyn stop talking about all your best friends she's got so many friends I'm just so popular um, but her best friend her sexuality is always judged because she's 
like bisexual with a male and she's asked if she can have threesomes Mm. and it's just queer women are sexualized to filth like me and Ashlyn go out on a night out and we went to a straight bar um literally last weekend wasn't it yeah i mean we went in with an open mind we're like we can't always go to a gay bar you know basically i spoke about this on my instagram stories but obviously if you don't follow us you won't know so i'll reiterate i was on my own ordering myself and ashton drinks because sugar mama right here um and this guy came up to me and was like oh you're scandinavian and i was like did he say that yeah he said something like that and i was like i was like no i'm from like that's weird i'm like i was like no i'm from here and he was like, oh, you look Scandinavian. Well, I've got blonde hair. You do blue. a little bit, you know. I look blonde hair, blue eyes, like, yeah. okay. I see what he means. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, thanks. And he was like, are you here with your boyfriend? And I was like, no, my girlfriend's over there. Because I say that to, like, get these straight dudes well, off yeah, my back. just nip it in the butt. And so he was like, oh, I'm gay. And I was like, I know you're not gay, but okay. I was, <laughs> I, like, in my head, I was like, you're so fucking not gay. So I was like, oh, that's cool, okay. Turned back around, and then he, like, tapped me on the shoulder again. He was like if you want me can have a foursome Ugh. and I was like I, I was like hang I was like I was like, like I was like hang on one second I was like please just bear with me one second <laughs> and I was like Ashlyn and I was like screaming Ashlyn from across the bar and I was like come here and I was like repeat that just just the her please and basically all of his friends got involved he I'm not going to say what Ashton says because some might find it offensive, but basically he was he was saying he was good looking, but there was something <laughs> about his appearance that wasn't good looking. Like so, just saying the way he was acting, he had no right to start yeah. tooting his own horn. So basically his friends then came up to us and was like, what's the problem? And I was like, is your mate gay? And he was like, no. And I was like, so t- tell me why he's telling me he's gay and asking for a foursome. And he was like, oh, that's so wrong. Oh, don't forget what he also asked oh, you. He, he also asked me what dildos do I use? And I was like, I don't even have one. We actually don't have one, which is really sad. Um, uh, do we? Are you stupid? Oh shit, we do. <laughs> I'm so sorry if my fr- sister's that friends are anything. everything. Oh my God, I am so forgetful. Oh, we got that many. God. God. They're all in Ireland, that's why. That is true. Yeah, we you can't exactly take them through security. Well, I did once and fucking got caught. Yeah, I know. I talked you into that. I told you it would be fine. Yeah, she was like, oh, it's fine. Take it through. And I was like, <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Naive little 18-year-old me. I felt like a little drug slumber, like smuggler, taking this little vibrator uh, through. And the security guy was like, what's this? And I was like, why did uh, they ask that? They know damn well what yeah. it is. Uh, what's this? What do you fucking think it is? <laughs> I was just like, honestly, I looked like a baby. I was a baby and I had a fucking vibrator in mm. a sock. Bless like, you. It was the worst day of my life. And I texted Ash and like, I fucking got caught. And she was like, oh. It's not illegal or anything. Imagine if they took me to another room and interviewed it's me. It's not illegal, Charlotte. Well, it could be. Anyway, back to this idiot that we met. Anyway, lesbians are sexualized. We're going to talk about it in another time. Because this is our intro blog. Yes. Intro blog, intro podcast. We're just used to talking about blogs yeah, so much, so we need to get used to this. So what does this call us? Like, obviously bloggers. Podcasters. Podders. No. Sorry. No. Sorry. Uh, see, so we have an Instagram account and we also have a Pinterest account. Our Pinterest account does amazing. Thank you, Ashley. I'm on the Pinterest Thank account. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> and I was saying at work, that, make her, ma- that makes us pinners. Oh, will you stop? And everyone at work was like, you can't call yourself pinners. And I was like, I'm a pinner. 
Right, we already have enough labels in the world. We don't start needing labels for this, okay? So, if anyone wants to join me as a pinner, just let me know. Do you know what a pinner is? Yes, Ashley. So stop calling it that. That's what makes it funny. It's not funny, though, is it? So, this podcast is going to be highly unprofessional, but me and Ashley are... That's just us, though. We're not going to change and try to be someone we're not. No, so if you want unprofessionalism and you want to have a giggle with us whilst we drink Jaeger... You're in the right place. Welcome, girl. Right, we're going to take a little break, toilet stop, and we'll be right back. Yes. So we are back, your favourite lesbian podcasters. Hello. Hello. So, Ashton, how are you feeling about your first podcast? I'm really enjoying it, actually. Fantastic. Is it because I'm here? No, it's because I'm not in front of a camera. Yeah, so me and Ashton, um, if you, again, don't know who we are. They probably know us by now. If you don't know who I am by now get off (laughs) but me and Ashton both deal with anxiety and we we find it hard to be in front of a camera so obviously we we try our hardest to get in front of a camera we've tried it a few times and we've definitely gotten better I think you're more of a natural at it than I am oh thank you I tend to choke up a bit get a bit a bit conscious (laughs) yeah I just gag (laughs) I get a bit conscious of how I look and it just throws the whole thing off yeah I think I think being in front of a camera is a natural ability and you've got to you've got to feel comfortable if you're not comfortable it's going to come across I think you either have it or you don't yeah I wish I did have it but I'm just not a camera person so the perfection of podcasting is you can look like a mess but your voice is going to stay the same got a face for the radio yeah so basically me and ashton started this to really help others so one thing that i really want to get into ashton to help others yes charlotte is how do you come to terms with your sexuality because obviously moi we've spoke about how i've struggled with it but how did you come to terms with it was it experience or did you just naturally feel I've been asked this before and I struggled to answer it because I didn't actually feel like I had to um that I had to do that it was always naturally there and the funny thing is I'm not actually a very confident person in kind of general life that is so true like yeah I'm really not and in, in terms of my sexuality I just always was confident about that. And it's the one thing I can say I, I never had an issue with, you know, putting out in the world. Um, but yeah, that's really it. Like, I, think, I just never really had to... I think what's surprising about that is not, not that I'm a confident person, but I can kind of put on a persona that makes myself look quite confident. Yeah, you can. Um, and what that means is people sometimes presume that I am... Um, confident one that so so sure in really herself. outgoing and, and it's sometimes quite the opposite if anything really because it i actually is isn't it because yeah, we've, we've, just, it. we've just spoken about how you kind of really struggled with your identity where i whereas i was really confident and never had any issues with being visible yeah but it doesn't come across like that at all no because like i we, we went out a few months ago in our home village well my home village not ours not mine not yours <laughs> and someone said to me like oh you seem so confident now thanks to ashton i was like no bitch i did this on my own yeah. no but also it, it is because of like our relationship that i have become 100 percent. because i think if i was to face this alone and having to face everyone alone it would, I'd really struggle to be honest like, well, yeah I mean being in a relationship not that it forces you to no. do because that sounds like a negative thing yeah, but yeah. I think it pushes you to be your best self because you're in a relationship you've got a commitment 
and things will break down if you're not comfortable with who you are a hundred percent and i think i think it's important for everyone to understand that if you're not comfortable in your sexuality it's okay like i feel like we we spoke about it today on our blog but coming out doesn't have to have an age limit on it you can be 50 and come out as a gay you could be 12 like there's really there's no right away there's no right away there's no right or wrong time to come out so we're not on a driving lesson right now (laughs) right of way please right away please oh so we're drinking jägermeister i don't know if i've mentioned it but when me and ashton go out everyone gives us the dirtiest look ever when they're oh what you drinking i'll be like jäger bombs but in a long glass and everyone's like you're insane and i'm like yeah and who introduced you to that some really hot girl from ireland oh interesting (laughs) (laughs) yeah in ireland we just drink anything well that's fitting the stereotype actually it really is like it's such a true stereotype it's do you think it's been a culture shock i think saying that though ashton you're gonna offend some irish people because not all irish people drink obviously not but for me but the thing is is, i think what suits you well about the gay community is it's highly centered around yeah which which has its positives and negatives because for us well, yeah. for us as gay women like we we can fit into any we because basically me and Ashlyn appear feminine we've both got long blonde hair mm-hmm. we're both feminine <laughs> we're both quite feminine <laughs> that too so basically we can go into a straight bar and look like two friends yeah. and which is really annoying sometimes because but also the fact that we can go into a straight bar and not get any abuse apart from straight yes. guys so that we've got to accept that that's a privilege it is a privilege because some people who look visibly queer will go into a straight bar and then you get get abused. harassed yeah so we we are very privileged in the sense that we look straight but at the same time it's a double-ended sword because we'll go into straight bars we're in fantastic but then guys hit on us and the second we say we're gay they either don't believe us and ask us to prove, prove it, it and it's like or what, we what? just get sexualized to shit yeah like oh that's hot babe and it's threesome. like oh threesome like uh, oh so basically like we hate straight bars that too <laughs> but i think the gay community needs to find something else but drinking like mm-hmm. we need we need to start talking about how we need to open coffee bars or something where literally. people can literally go in have a coffee and it'd be the same environment as a gay cafe. yeah like we've got gay bars everywhere like where do you ever find a gay cafe like not everyone drinks not everyone wants to go and get drunk every weekend that is so true but some people feel like they have to 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 fit in yeah which is quite sad really it is and someone messaged me the other day about the birmingham gay scene because i'm from birmingham and they were saying, what are, what are your opinions on there's only one gay bar in Birmingham? Like, lesbian gay bar, sorry. So oh, okay. there's only one lesbian bar in Birmingham. The Fox. You're the Fox. Yeah. And I was like, the fact is, the Fox allows men in. It allows anyone in. And so does the rest of the Birmingham gay scene. We have never, ever been turned away from a gay bar. Whenever we walk into any space in the Birmingham in gay Birmingham, scene, yeah. we are welcomed, even though we've been to a predominantly gay male bar we were still i don't know if that was because we was with a group of guys yeah but we were still welcomed in we had a bit of harassment from the gay men which well, sucked because that's, you, that's another topic yeah 
but we have never been turned away so the fact that there's only one lesbian gay bar doesn't it bothers me that there's only one but at the same time it's better that the there's like clubs that accepts everyone and yeah. it's inclusive to everyone because I don't want to start splitting the community Well, that's up. what I was going to say. I don't think we need to have exclusively lesbian bars, no, exclusively gay men bars because where do you draw the line? I yeah. mean, we're all one community. I mean, if we're going to start doing that, we can touch on the topic of we went to London a few weeks ago and we were actually turned away from a gay bar because we were women. Yeah. So that obviously was a predominantly gay male bar. And I don't. I, don't I, just, I honestly think that was just a gay bar, but because we were four women, we and I thought personally we looked visibly like gay, but obviously we didn't. And the fact that four women, because I want to say we all came across feminine, yeah, like without offending, so, without yeah. offending anyone, we all looked visibly feminine. Yeah, like typically. Yeah, but the fact that we were saying to him, "We're four queer women," we're, should have been yeah. like, "Oh, okay, sorry." But yeah. the, he stuck to his guns and he was like no you're four women you're not coming in mm. and it was like wow like how how do four women four gay women get turned away yeah. from a gay bar and that's made me really question the safe space like are they really safe spaces because mm. we're we have privilege getting into all these places but imagine if that was like someone else who was non-binary yeah how many non-binary and trans people are being turned away from like from both sides yeah, of it yeah from spa- like safe spaces that are meant to be for our community and it's I think that's the trouble with the clubbing scene is that a lot of straight people do enter gay culture which is fine and it's great that allies are out there but that also means that people like us who predominantly look straight are turned away yeah like, for sure like I think that's the thing with having exclusively lesbian bars for example yeah like so how, think, how do you prove that you're a lesbian going in like oh yeah, here's my I mean, lesbian card do we need to have memberships now or yeah, something yeah like I sign mean. up so to this podcast you need to sign up as a lesbian to listen like <laughs> sorry if you're not a lesbian mm-hmm. <laughs> no it's, it's literally that logic Honestly, though isn't yeah. it like you have to be a lesbian to listen like and other people are judging us on whether we are a lesbian yeah. based on how we look and, and I mean, it's, it's so annoying like the, we were in I'm not going to say the bar because it's going to be negative but we were in this bar say and it. it was predominantly gay males um, and the drag queen on stage was like oh you're a lesbian your hair's longer than your, like, your shoulders and I was like yeah like what about it like to me I am so naive when it comes to things like this and originally when she was saying to me I was like laughing along I was like oh my god it is like haha this is so funny but then I thought who the fuck fuck are you yeah. to tell me that I'm not a, like to even judge my sexuality just because you're in drag doesn't mean you're anything special like yeah, yeah. firstly I got more followers than you honey <laughs> secondly like it's so rude to like in front of drag. a, in front of a yeah. whole bar like don't get me wrong like, we know there's, there's a line where banter is yeah. and we know that this is sort of what they do like they rip the piss out of people yeah. and we're not like just getting offended over nothing but I think it touched on it because it's something that we hear so often from other people as well. Yeah, like it's a 100%. huge issue for feminine lesbians. So it just kind of pushed a button for us, I think. Yeah, I was pushed. I you was, were pushed. I was pushed. Uh, after I left that bar, I was like, I'm, I am her. that too. But I was like, I was never going in that yeah. place again. Yeah. So on our Instagram, we asked for some of our guys 
well some of our followers why am i saying guys like some of our guys you know like when you say hey guys hey guys so some of our followers so you guys that are listening to basically ask us some questions interesting so they better be good they better be good so let's get into it how do i do let me start again (laughs) how do you identify I identify between queer, lesbian, and gay. I mean... Isn't one label enough for you? (laughs) No, I want them all. I guess it depends on the day. Like, mostly I'd say... It depends on the day. Depends on the day. Mostly I would say queer, just because I like how it's an umbrella term. Yeah. And I kind of like how it doesn't come with all the stereotypes and assumptions that lesbians get, as we've already spoke about. Yeah. I just like having the kind of broader term. See... I used to agree with that, but more so in the last couple of months, I've been using lesbian as my identity. And I think that's simply down to like me actually becoming comfortable. Finally yeah. owning your identity. And it's like, I'm a lesbian and I don't want to keep pretending I'm not. So like I'm using lesbian. I, I've noticed that as well. You used to never really use the term lesbian. I hated it. Like I found such a stigma attached to it. I i hate anything to do with yeah, a lesbian yeah. like i do i was like oh i'm i'm like so not a lesbian yeah. like i'm like anything but a lesbian but now it's, it's not like, because you had any opinion on lesbians around no anything. it's no. because of what society yeah. thinks about so that. when when people were saying like oh you're a lesbian i was like i felt dirty yeah, because like, people have this perception that like it's all sex like porn and just this stigma and the sexualization and there's just so many things yeah, that make so you feel like, like i don't want to be associated yeah with that. but now it's like i'll associate that with me and tell you how fucking wrong you are yes. for doing that like that's my my viewpoint now is like i am owning that label anyone that thinks anything but that i'm just with a woman can hear about why they're so wrong no you can use yeah. that to tell them just, yeah i think it's so wrong that people are using the term lesbian as the way to bring women down it's mm. like like who the hell are you like mate like shut up <laughs> anyway carry on dogs or cat oh that's such a tough one okay okay dogs dogs oh i feel terrible yeah now. poor sammy my cat yeah so basically ashton is, is a dog person and i'm a kitty person like i just love yeah. the Pussy. oh charlotte don't make that show oh, i'm so sorry so basically i just i like i relate to cats they're quite independent so i'll go off and do my own thing i want a bit of loving so i'll come back to you a bit of loving and tell, then i'll go off tell me what personality traits do dogs have they're so needy is that me yeah i'm not needy. you were so needy literally you'll text me and be like hello and i'll be like i'm fucking busy <laughs> oh, so i can't even say hello to you no don't ever speak to me again <laughs> Right, how'd you find a girlfriend? Oh, wow, okay. How'd you find her? Right, so... So how'd you find me? Speaking from experience, yeah. we use online dating. Yeah, so... Which is quite interesting, because I think a lot of people have an opinion on it, where it's like, ooh, like... Ooh. That's never gonna work. No. But... So I'm gonna plug an article I'm going to be doing in... Plug. Plug it. So I'm going to interview the CEO of Her... And basically, I'm going to really just delve into online dating because... Which is where we met. Yeah, so we met on her too. But I just think online dating has opened a world of like dating because you can get to know a person, you can FaceTime, and you can do all this before you actually meet them. And it can actually stop you wasting a lot of time. Yeah, and I think, I think nowadays, like, 
people have this thing that like it's unsafe to online date. It, no, but well, if it, you it if you do it right and yeah. if you're sensible about it, it, it's it's more safe than anything really. Yeah, like we are part of an alliance in Wolverhampton, and we get messages from the police, and so far it has only been in the male gay community. But we are being notified that Grinder is being used as a way of getting men to lure them into isolated places and then to be attacked. So if you're online dating currently right now, make sure you are FaceTiming that person. Make sure you are no- you know that that person in the pictures is actually that person. Like when me and Ashley met, we had FaceTimed about a good hundred times before well, yeah. our mothers had spoken before we had met like yeah i mean bear in mind like we I, were 18 i was 19 and i was flying to the uk like a different country all on my own i've never left home on my own so it was a massive deal yeah so naturally our parents were like you know very wary but even still like it doesn't matter your age like you need to be so safe online because you don't know who you're actually speaking to yeah and i know catfish is the thing but it's so for real like yeah you could speak to someone for months on end and only see one picture and that person could be a completely different person it's like, easy to fall into because when you want something so much yeah you, you'll believe it and you'll become oblivious to the red flags and you'll start ignoring them yeah but you cannot let yourself fall into that trap like from the get-go you need to be sure of who you're speaking to yeah so if you're trying to find a girlfriend and use online dating which we recommend I recommend you FaceTime the person as soon as you catch feels. And if they say they can't FaceTime, don't bother when, like, bothering any I mean, maybe, maybe give them a couple of chances, but if there's excuse like after, after excuse... Yeah, after the first or second time, be like, look, yeah, there's something going on here. There's no point carrying this on. Anyway, we're not neither Max, so <laughs> let's carry on. How do I cope making friends with anxiety? Okay. So... Me and Ashlyn can talk from experience. We both deal massively from anxiety. And the best thing I can say is go for it. Like, we... That's... Yeah. No, no. Hear me (laughs) out. Hear me out, everyone. So, basically, me and Ashlyn suffer with anxiety a lot. More so me these days. And I work myself up so much to the point where I'm like, I can't do it. And I just get to the point where it's like, I physically feel like I can't do it, so I do it, if that makes sense. Like, I push myself. Because because you're so stubborn, and you don't even want to give in to yourself. Yeah, exactly. So me and Ashlyn made some new friends. Like, we still keep in touch with them now. In saying that, though, it's easy because we had each other. Yeah. So I think if if you are struggling to make friends, if you can try and make friends with, a current a friend, friend yeah do it together it, it makes it so much less daunting because we we met up um with some people through the meet up app there was kind of um, an lgbt get together and charlotte suggested it to me and i was like oh my god like i couldn't think of anything worse <laughs> so she kind of talked me into it a bit and we went to it together and it ended up being amazing and we made some really good friends from it yeah but i know that i would have really struggled to do that for myself yeah. on my own and i probably would have never done it on but my it's, own it's putting yourself in situations that you think you'll fail at and yeah. when you when you succeed like me and ashlyn recently um filmed for converse and pride 
No. <laughs> Converse and shoe so or pride. That's the one. Sorry, I middle my. Oh my god, muddled. I muddle words. my words up sometimes. You'll learn Are that you whilst. Drunk? No. <laughs> um. So basically, me and Ashlyn dealt with so much anxiety that day. We both were arguing at each other. Literally, she'd probably stemmed more from me because we were getting the train to London and having time to dwell on things. It's not good. Yeah. So I was getting really, really worked up on the train and. It ended up causing a, a domestic between us because Charlotte was really excited. Although she was nervous, she was really excited. And I was sort of bringing the mood down with my nerves. Yeah, and, and then, I just had a bad vibe. And then when, like, obviously you can only uplift someone for so long. So yeah. then I became, like, really anxious and, like, depressed in myself. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be so wrong. And in the end, we both had to, like, literally look at each other and be like, we, we need, need to, to shut stop up. this. Yeah, yeah like, we were, we were getting the tubes and it was hot and we were just killing each other. Yeah, so I think, I think with anxiety, it affects everyone in different ways. And we've got to understand that how me and Ashton, or especially me, how I deal with my anxiety is very totally strange. Totally to what I do. Yeah, and if you've got anxiety over making new friends, the best possible advice I can give you is be patient with yourself and allow yourself to feel that anxiety and be like why what am i anxious about and really understand what it is you're anxious about and really try push through it yeah and try try break it down and think about like i know it's easier said than done yeah, 100%. And, and it's it's always it's never as easy to just say you know yeah, just, just do, do it just, just do, do it, it. Um, but I think one of the main things for me is as I said if you can do it with someone else by your side it will make it so much easier to deal with 100% so basically this was our introduction to the podcast and we are going to go into the podcast a lot more so we're going to be talking about different topics we're going to really delve into coming out stories and everything like that so in the future if you want to send in your coming out story to feature on the podcast all you need to do is follow at unite underscore uk one um that is at unite underscore uk one and basically ask to send your coming out story so what we're going to do we're going to do these full episodes where we're just talking about nothing and everything and in the mini episodes that you're going to listen to next hopefully we're going to be talking about a coming out story so someone's going to send their coming out story we're going to read it out read out and talk about it so basically it's going to be very exciting it's going to be everything gay but obviously we're going to delve into everything not gay too are we well we can talk about like anxiety because we've both dealt with it we're going to be talking about a range range of topics so if you're not gay and you love us but you want to not for us to not talk about everything gay don't worry this podcast may be like for you yeah but as it's called les talk (laughs) <laughs> it's obviously like les play on work lesbian you don't need like, to explain that i think well you don't know people <laughs> so they might not get it so if you didn't get it you get it now <laughs> so anyway i am charlotte and i'm ashlyn and this was les talk thank you for listening for, to our first ever podcast we've really enjoyed doing it we hope you enjoyed it too and if not then i'm sorry but we'll, you've just wasted this whole time we'll do better next time we probably won't <laughs> see you bye oh